You're listening to My Sister Says with Amy, Aaron, and Carly. It's just something to listen to. This week begins a three-part series on creativity. Today, we'll be exploring the question, what is creativity? Now, um, we're going to start off by giving you a little introduction about what we're doing and who we are. We have started this new thing uh, between the three of us sisters called Coos Collective. Of course, Coos is our last name. Amy has a new last name, but she still identifies as a Coos. Um, and it's basically just a space for us to come together with all of our different ideas for projects and uh, just different things we're working on and to kind of keep each other accountable for actually getting through all of those projects and creating real things that we can put out into the world. So Coos Collective, um, right now we mainly just have an Instagram and just a little internal system where we can collect all of our ideas and kind of help motivate each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, now that we've covered Coos Collective, let's talk about who is involved in Coos Collective. Um, I think we should go in order of birth. Um, just doing a little reintroduction. We've done a podcast before, but um, we're kind of restarting it. We've taken at least a full year off, if not more than that. I don't know, two years. <laughs> it's been a while. Anyway, 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 for anybody new listening, this is who we are. Amy, you take it away. Well, hi, I'm Amy. I'm the oldest. I am married to my husband, Chris. We live in a small town in Kentucky. We have three kids. They are eight, five, and three. So they keep me pretty busy. Or um, I'm a homeschool mom, so a lot of my time is spent just trying to educate them and keep the house in order and general mom life kinds of things. So one of the reasons that I wanted to start this Coos Collective thing is I just uh, sometimes want to do projects for just my own enjoyment just to improve some of my own skills and things like that. So it's nice to, to kind of have a place where I can be encouraged and inspired and motivated to try something new and have something um, that I'm doing just kind of for myself. So that's, that's me. All right. I would be next. I'm Erin. I'm the middle child. I have a job. Yay. <laughs> Good job. Good for you. My job is kind of my job is kind of um, interesting. I work at kind of a unique spot in um, Versailles, Kentucky, and I do tours as part of my job. So I get to talk to people and kind of um, be creative in that way. Have a little bit of um, interaction with people on a daily basis and have fun with that. But I do a lot of other creative projects on the side and. I always come up with a lot of ideas and get really excited about them and then burn out really fast before I actually finish anything. So that's one of the reasons I'm very excited to have Coos Collective because um, hopefully my sisters can help keep me grounded and inspire me to do things when they're also completing their projects. A little bit of that might be jealousy when I see them finish the thing. I'll be like, oh, I can't let them beat me. <laughs> so um, hopefully... 
this will be good um, just for getting some of my my bigger, grander ideas started and off the ground and hopefully finished one day. Yay. Oh, nice. also I have a dog. I have a dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> An important part like, of your life. <laughs> I think I just feel like I should mention that because at some point in recording podcasts, there's going to be background noise mm, and yeah. uh, I'm trying to get her in a situation where she's nice and cozy in the bedroom, but you know, she's a very noisy dog. Yeah. But I still like her. She's my little baby. Okay, that's me. <laughs> Speaking of babies, I'm the baby of the Coos. <laughs> oh, good one. The Coos children. <laughs> good segue. My name is Carly. I'm the youngest of the Coos sisters. Um, I am, I also live in Kentucky. We all live relatively close to each other, which hasn't always been the case. I work as a graphic designer at a church, <clears throat> and I've been doing that for five years now, which is, feels like a long time to me. Um, it's a long time. It's a long yeah. time at a job. Um, got it straight out of college. I uh, have a degree in graphic design. So I've been doing creative work for a living for five years now, plus the three years I was a major in graphic design. And I also try to do, when I'm not burnt out create, creatively, try to do some other creative projects on the side. And I think this will help motivate me as well, since I do feel often burnt out creatively, especially in the graphic design department of the creativity world. Mm -hmm. doing some other different projects and expanding all of that so and I have a cat oh I have a cat is she well. your little baby she's my little baby yeah yeah <laughs> I also have a dog who I didn't mention because <laughs> is she I have your baby human babies. <laughs> she was before I had human babies but yeah. now she's my dog so yeah. you know yeah that's how it goes poor yeah. thing mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so that's um, that's us. We want to start out all of our podcasts with a little overview of what we're working on currently. Mm -hmm. So um, again, let's just go in order. Amy, what have you been working on recently? Well, I usually have some kind of a crochet project. That's kind of my my yeah. comfort craft. I Ooh. like to sit down and crochet while I watch TV yeah. at the end of the day, that, you know? That is a really good term for that it. That is a good term. Yeah. 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 Has that been used before? Did you come up with that yourself? Um, I, I came up with it myself right then. But oh, my goodness. Maybe we so, we got to do a hashtag. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so, yeah, I've been working on – I like quick – quick comfort crafts. So I've been mm -hmm. doing like little market bags. I recently found a pattern for making tiny yarn Christmas trees. So I've made a few oh, yeah. of those. those that was very um, cute. So that's, that's kind of what I do in the evenings. But then I also have had some projects around the house. Mm -hmm. uh, our family just moved into a new home back in March. And so we're slowly kind of just settling in and making the rooms feel more like what we hope, what we envision the home to be someday. So mm -hmm. um, I spent some time getting the guest room nice because the, my in-laws came to visit a week or so ago. Ooh. And so I got to like fix that room up and clear it of all the junk and arrange the furniture. And so that was fun. Were they impressed? 
I I think they enjoyed it. Yes. So that was Good. that was nice. We we've never had a guest room before, so this is the first time we've really been yeah, able to properly host someone in our home. So that was nice. Um, and then since it's been really pretty outside, we've been I've been doing a little yard work. Our front flower bed was full of weeds all summer. So I cleared the weeds out and put down some mulch mm. and added nice. a nice little rock border. Ooh. So that's a lot better. So yeah, those have kind of been my, my projects around here lately. I have a project for you, um, not to get too far off topic, but you mm -hmm. need to learn how to make a fire because we need yes. to have a campfire soon. We do mm -hmm. need to do that. It's that yeah. season. That time mm -hmm. of year. We, we tried that earlier this summer and we're not successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You all were there with me. We so. tried very hard. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we yeah, managed I need, I need to, to watch burn some... a lot of breath. <laughs> <laughs> need to watch some YouTube videos on how to properly, yeah. properly start a campfire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my projects recently, I've mainly just been doing a lot of painting um I started painting again during quarantine I was off work for about a month or so so I started painting again then and I've kind of been on and off doing it on you know nights where I feel like I have the energy to put a couple hours in um still kind of trying to figure out my style it comes out here and there and I'm like ooh, look at me I'm a real artist and there's like some things about each of my paintings that, you know, kind of look like I did all of them, but mm -hmm. I'm still really struggling a lot with color theory and picking the right colors and putting them in the right places. So that's what I've been kind of um, trying to focus on a little bit more lately. Yeah, I had this painting that I shared on our Coos Collective where basically I just did, I just painted layers upon layers of different colors and things and it changed a lot throughout <laughs> but I still never got the painting that I wanted out of it um, and I still have a little work left to do on that it's in some weird state of um, has a little too much bright orange in there so mm -hmm. I gotta go back in on that at some point but yeah painting's mainly what I've been focused on recently I um well my personal projects I'm working on a a largish painting of uh, we our family went to Italy a couple years ago, so I'm oh, doing yeah. it of the Amalfi Coast because that was one of my favorite places I've ever been. So mm -hmm. I capture that in a painting. So I'm working on that. It's coming along very slowly. I have a I had a similar problem that you did, Erin, where I I painted it one way and I was like I don't like. I painted it like sunset-like, but then I decided I don't like that. I want brighter colors, so I'm going mm -hmm. back over things and redoing some parts. I didn't get very far in it, though. What types um, of paints do you all use? I've been primarily using acrylics, and yeah. I just don't have the patience for oil, and it takes so much work, and you have to like have ventilation because you use paint thinner <laughs> and all that stuff. So. Yeah, oil um, painting is just... <laughs> it's yeah. more of a hassle right and I don't and I really don't, see a difference much like I don't really know I what I can see a difference and I really like the way oil paint looks but acrylic I mean acrylic's just so much easier to work with and you yeah. can just basically it'll it'll dry up on your 
palette and I use paper palettes so I can just throw it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy cleaning, man. Um, but yeah, I can't do watercolor. I've realized watercolor is not my thing. So I definitely mm. don't do that. Yeah. Watercolor is about the only kind of painting I've done. Yeah. So, I don't know how yeah. you do it. I just like, it does not work for me. Yeah. I think I'm not delicate enough for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else do I work? I also knit. I usually have something that I'm knitting, but those usually take me months to actually finish because I do it when I'm watching TV or something and yeah, I don't always remember to do it. So I go a couple of weeks where I knit a lot and then I don't knit at all for a few weeks and then yeah. I remember it. So yeah, I do that. And then I also just dabble in like, I have a piano at my apartment that I sometimes try to play and a ukulele. <laughs> I try to practice on, but I'm not yeah. not very good on either of those instruments. Just more of a a, a practice. I'm just messing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've been working on. Nice. All right. So now that we have covered our current projects, let's talk a little bit more about creativity in general. I know you two have been doing some research on creativity. What is creativity? How did it all start, Carly? Well, I was, yeah, I was interested in learning about the history of creativity and what, like, how it was described and talked about back in the day, like, way back in the day. Um, Like, how far back? Like, from the very beginning, basically. I found this article. We can link it in the show notes because we'll have show notes. Um, it's a very scholarly article, but I found it interesting because it talked about the evolution of creativity and how, how we've kind of evolved, um, and imagination has, it potentially came before even language. It may have been like a stepping stone to language. Um, yeah, well, I imagine you would have to have a little bit of imagination to come up with language. Yeah. Well, he talked about how we have, like, our instinctual mind of, like, similar to animals or something where we have these instincts and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And how, really, it's interesting, a lot of things I've read, how memory really plays into imagination. Mm. How so? There's a quote from this article from Aristotle. It says, Aristotle described that imagination as a faculty in humans that produces, stores, and recalls the images we use in a variety of mental activities. So if you really think about how your imagination comes about, you have to experience things in order to even be creative. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to use your senses. You have to remember what that emotes and how you felt and then that kind of morphs into things so I think that's how memory really plays into it Mm -hmm. so like having to utilize your memory is sort of like the foundation of Mm -hmm. creativity where you have to go back in time and be like oh this is what that situation was like even though you're not currently experiencing that situation exactly Well, another thing I've heard that's just slightly related is when people talk about their memories, 
they often are not exactly accurate yeah because of how our brains kind of put all of those senses and things together Mm -hmm. it's like a kind of a combination of what actually happened and how our mind kind of imagined it to happen or how we imagine the yeah how we interpret it how we think of the impact on ourselves and others and all Mm -hmm. of those things put together that actually creates the memory in our mind Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah all of that kind of works together did either of you ever listen to serial the podcast yeah i did not no okay i did just reminds me of a lot of serial how that was kind of a thing she kept going back to was how our memory yeah, and I feel like that happens exactly a lot in criminal cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's also interesting, going back to the history of all of this, back in the ancient times, muses really played into this idea of creativity and how it was mm-hmm. kind of like that is what creativity was. The muses would come to you and inspire you. Mm-hmm. to make something and yeah the muses were the daughters of zeus and i don't know how to pronounce this name nim nimosine the goddess of memory nimosine mm. so that sounds good <laughs> yeah <laughs> imagining it's like mn silent M uh, at the beginning uh, I don't really yeah know. so that's also plays into the muses how memory was a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll also link this other article I found, although it's through Wall Street Journal. So I don't know if you can actually read it without getting a sub- subscription. But mm-hmm. this other article I found was all about the muses and how the idea of the muse over time, they used to like come, up- come upon you and inspire you in different ways. And then that morphed into the idea of a muse being more earthly coming through earthly sources. And usually that was from women, like an artist would have a woman that was their muse, which Mm -hmm. then that kind of had the potential of being not great for a lot of things. Um, And (laughs) a lot of reasons. I feel like that was... (laughs) That was before the Me Too movement. Um, and then, but what do you have against all the paintings of naked women out there? <laughs> I think maybe, yeah, there might have been some things that were weird about that. But, you know, mm-hmm. we got a lot of art. We do have a lot of art. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then this article goes on to explain how we don't really have muses necessarily these days or the idea of a muse isn't really as relevant in creativity these days and this writer she said that possibly now our muses are pop stars and celebrities and people like that that inspire us and to yeah you know Mm. beyonce everybody loves beyonce true i feel honestly i feel like there's like even just like social media platforms are becoming like inspiration. That's like true. just going on Instagram or TikTok and being like, what are these people doing? Oh, I'm inspired. But mm-hmm. then it kind of creates the same stuff. It's yeah. just like 
rinse and repeat the same videos and so Mm -hmm. that's true maybe the muse was very important for true art we need to find the muse again Mm -hmm. well this reminds me i read big magic by elizabeth gilbert in preparation for this episode Mm -hmm. and she has a very similar kind of I would just call it like a mythology, like how she explains creativity and how ideas happen. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to the idea of a muse that is like a separate creature. Mm -hmm. And she thinks of ideas as kind of these spiritual beings that inhabit our world, but they aren't physical. And so they are constantly looking for a person to... A vessel. Yes, basically, like mm. someone to manifest them into reality. And that's Their what creativity demons. is. <laughs> and we're being possessed. <laughs> I suppose some people could think of it. <laughs> Depends on what you're creating, I guess. <laughs> if it's for the good or for the bad. Right. That, I really like the way that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it. I still remember her TED Talk that she did. and it was Yeah, I've seen that too. It's called Your Elusive Creative Genius mm-hmm. for the, yes. all the people out there who haven't seen it um, yeah. and don't have time to read an entire book, then definitely yeah. check that out. Hmm. Yeah. But actually, I, was, I found some quotes that kind of relate to that idea of the muse, too, if you would mm-hmm. like me to share a few. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. So, Sorry. She's got her paper out like a real teacher. Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art says... I've been told to read that. I've heard of it too. I haven't read it. But here's a quote from it. Um, The secret that real artists know and wannabe writers don't. When we sit down each day to do our work, power concentrates around us. The muse takes note of our dedication. She approves. We have earned favor in her sight. When we sit down and work, we become like a magnetized rod that attracts iron filings. Ideas come, insights. I don't know what that last word is. Anyway, ideas come. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly it's a different language. (laughs) I just don't know how to pronounce the word. Anyway, um, and a few other things. Um, Louis... Pasteur once said, chance favors the prepared mind, which I think is that same idea. Like Mm -hmm. if you're ready to receive the inspiration, whether you think it's a muse or just, um, you know, a a lightning bolt or a message from God or however you think that ideas and creativity come. Yeah. You have to be ready for it. Who is ready to receive it and do something with it is the person who is able to create things you know Mm -hmm. there's also there's a quote that i saw when i was looking up some quotes too i don't know any quotes (laughs) i don't know who first said this let me i'm looking it up right now it says seneca when i google it it says seneca but i feel like a lot of people have used this quote and changed it word of warning we don't know we don't really (laughs) know but it says luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity Mm, yeah yeah. So it's not really luck. Not really luck. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to remember. I feel like a lot of people, when they think about creativity, they're like, oh, I'm not creative just because, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
they haven't been struck by a lightning bolt, but like, you don't have to be struck by a lightning bolt. You have to Mm -hmm. be willing to Mm -hmm. create your own electricity. (laughs) 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 Quote me on it. (laughs) And I've always thought, I feel like I, I heard this when I was in college too, that people aren't, like when you see the great artists and you think of the great people, like that didn't just come to them. It took years right. of practice and years yeah. of dedication to their craft mm-hmm. and work. So and that's true of anybody to... who's successful mm-hmm. at something. Like, yeah, we don't see all of the years of all the stuff they did mm-hmm. that led them to that point. We just see, oh, wow, that's a really impressive, successful person, you know? Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, creativity is definitely like a muscle that you have to use. And the more you use it, the more. The stronger you get. Stronger you get at it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we had thought that it would be fun during this time just to kind of talk about how other people have viewed creativity. Maybe how we do either of you have like a definition for creativity that you kind of go back to or how you would describe it? I, why haven't I thought about my own definition for creativity? Yeah, in I have preparation. I for mean, this? I think mine would go back to what we just talked about how creativity is, you know, the work you put in, but also the inspiration that you find outside of yourself. Mm. Yeah, I don't know Do that we- I would have, I have like a definition that I would say, but I definitely feel like creativity goes hand in hand with Mm open-mindedness and just being willing to try things, you know, in any area that you express creativity, you have to be open to changing something up or Mm -hmm. trying something new in order to get a a fresh, different result. So Mm -hmm. that's usually what I think about. Yeah. That's what I, on our Instagram, that's what I wrote in one of my posts that I think of creativity as just trying something new. Mm-hmm. And it can be it can be a very small new thing, but by trying something new, you're kind of you're practicing that creativity muscle, and mm-hmm. you're giving your chance yourself a chance to see what happens and be inspired further. That kind of yeah. thing. So, well, some of the quotes I found from people. I found some that were like, oh, yeah, that's really good. And some was like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so we'll talk about a, a few of both because I thought that'd be fun. Um, so, again, in the big magic book, she quotes someone named Jack Gilbert, a poet, who says that when he's talking about people pursuing the creative life, he says, we must risk delight. We must have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. Oh my goodness. Oh my. That one that's one you gotta like think about for a second. <laughs> you yeah. gotta you gotta risk your gladness. Is that what it was? We must risk delight. Risk yes. Delight. Have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of this yeah, world. I like that. The stubbornness to accept our gladness. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you really gotta embrace your inner child and yeah. go back to like what it is to just have fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why so many people 
aspire to be creative or to have a creative life because mm-hmm. Even if they wouldn't necessarily define it as risking delight, they they know that something about the creative life should lead them to some kind of gladness or happiness or excitement mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know like it's some kind of yeah. we know that there's some kind of feeling involved in that that we want to pursue, you know. Yeah. Well, what else you got? Let's see. Um, creativity is an act of defiance. What do you think about that? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're doing. Because I would say like certain forms of art are an act of defiance, but I wouldn't say all creativity is an act of defiance. Yeah. I think it's an act of growth and expression. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're expressing defiance, then it is. (laughs) (laughs) That was Twyla Tharp, by the way, to Mm -hmm. make sure we're saying our sources. Very controversial, Twyla. Yeah. Yeah. I felt kind of the same way. Like I think sometimes people see creativity as it has to be like big and bold and controversial and Mm -hmm. you have to really be making a statement in order for it to matter. And I think that can kind of leave a lot of people out or make a lot of people feel like that's not for them, you know? What do you think? I feel like it's, Go ahead. I was going to say, or do you think she's trying to say it's an act of defiance against like the ordinary? You're Maybe. creating something mm-hmm. rather than just like going in with the flow and, you know. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it could be like back to our first quote from Jack Gilbert, an idea of like being defiant against the heaviness of life mm-hmm. yeah and just kind of maybe you know? trying to to shake things up and make life less mundane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true i could that's a good way to look was, at it yeah what else you got let's see <laughs> all right here's another one that i was a little i don't know about by ralph waldo emerson Mm-hmm. In self-reliance and other essays, he says, "Whoso would be a man must be a nonconformist." Hmm. Oh, hmm. Hmm. well, I think when you put that expectation out there for yourself, then, like, I mean, you're nonconforming for the sake of being a nonconformist, and nobody likes those people. <laughs> <laughs> it's classic Ralph. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think, I'm not really a big fan of that one. Not that there's anything wrong with not conforming. It's just like putting it out there that that's your goal. Is yeah, it's a little much. Not, that's beside the point of creativity, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, here's another one. Creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep. Oh, I like that yeah. one a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Was it you, Amy? Did you see the there? <laughs> is that your definition? She's like, what do you guys think about this? <laughs> no, let's see. Who is that? It was Scott Adams. Okay, Scott. Good for you, Scott Adams. Yeah. I don't know who a lot of these people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think creativity is definitely, definitely, I agree with that. You need to make a lot of mistakes. Here's one that I thought was interesting by Ernest Hemingway. Mm. He says, the thing is to become a master and in your old age to acquire the courage to do what children did when they knew nothing. Oh, 
Interesting. Mm, when do yeah. you when do you get to that point when you're like I'm old enough <laughs> to be a child again? <laughs> I wonder if it means like not getting stuck in your own rut of creativity because I feel like yeah. a lot of people can get stuck in that. Like there's an expectation from them once they get to a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't when you get achieve stuck in that, that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, move, to move on, on. like mm-hmm. immediately. You got to try something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of makes me think of like, I don't know that necessarily is pure creativity, but like when it comes to like creating a a work of art or something, you know, really special Mm -hmm. that it's kind of a combination between like a lot of skill, which Mm -hmm. is something you practice and can master and you can only really get over time. Yeah. But then coming back to the creativity and playfulness of a child. Because yeah. if you just focus on the skill, then, you know, it, it's, it just becomes the same old thing. Mm-hmm. But if you can combine that skill with playfulness and with... Put, like the soul back into skill. Right. Because no. like kids can, they'll do whatever. They just don't yeah. always do it very well. Or, you know, it doesn't yeah. have any kind of refinement or... Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. But if you can combine mm-hmm. those two, then I think he's saying like that's when you can create that's something truly spot. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a good one. Yeah. I thought that was good. Um, let's see. So here's one from – I don't see – oh, John Steinbeck from yeah. East of Eden. He says, our species is the only creative species, and it has only one creative instrument, the individual mind and spirit of man. Nothing was ever created by two men. There are no good collaborations, whether in music, in art, in poetry, in mathematics, in philosophy. Once the miracle of creation has taken place, the group can build and extend it, but the group never invents anything. The preciousness lies in the lonely lonely mind of a man. Hmm, that's interesting. That That is interesting. I don't know if I agree with that completely. I think things can be created as a collaboration before Mm -hmm. they're, you know, developed. I think you can come up with an idea with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it takes one individual person to show up and be like, I had a brilliant idea. Now let's expound. Mm -hmm. But I would say that it probably is more likely to be, you know, one person bringing in an idea and then saying hey can you guys help me with this yeah yeah but i don't think that's a rule or anything Mm -hmm. i feel like it kind of over glorifies individualism this particular quote like i get what he's saying like it's hard to you can't truly have an idea with someone else like our Mm -hmm. ideas happen within our own minds yeah but to say that that's the only creative instrument is our own mind seems mm-hmm. yeah, if, uh, a little big headed, maybe something. Uh-huh. I know. often find, especially when I'm at work or something and I just can't think of like what to do for something. I, it helps to talk it out with somebody sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And because sometimes you need to hear the ideas from other people's minds. Mm-hmm. And then that in can order trigger something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely think like in general, creativity is always some form of collaboration because you've been inspired by something or somebody, even yeah. if they're not aware of it. 
So yeah. you're not just like waking up in a creative genius. Like you yeah. are influenced by everything around you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you. some people may not call that a collaboration, but it definitely is. You've been inspired, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you also need other people to, after you've like worked on it for a while and you need feedback and you need criticism and stuff in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just going to, yeah, you're not going to grow as a artist or person. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a glorification of like the lonely, troubled, starving artist kind mm-hmm. of yes. person. Um, that uh, that's another thing that I feel like Elizabeth Gilbert has tackled in either her books or her podcasts or something. Where she yeah, it was in Big Magic how, where she talked about that. Mm-hmm. How that's not necessary in order to create good art. In fact, it might just hinder you from creating more. Mm-hmm. Right. when mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in that little box and saying I must create <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah well related to this Pearl S. Buck said the truly creative mind in any field is no more than this a human creature born abnormally inhumanly sensitive to him a touch is a blow a sound is a noise a misfortune is a tragedy a joy is an ecstasy a friend is a lover a lover is a god and a failure is death <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't think that's a rule, but <laughs> yeah. But there are definitely like creatives where like they definitely have a stronger um mm-hmm. emotional reaction to things and that's why they're so good at being creative. Yeah. I feel like I, you know, most of my life I've been quite an emotional being and it's not great sometimes, but it does help a little bit, especially with like writing and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Well, it kind of relates to like, if you think of creativity as the willingness to try something new and kind of be brave and put yourself out there, then if you're a person who just naturally is out there anyway, Mm -hmm. and feels things more strongly and can't really like hold that in, then maybe it's a little bit... Yeah, it's like, um, you know, it comes more naturally to you to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's necessary to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got any more quotes for us? I have lots of quotes, but I'm trying to, I have got a whole (laughs) thing here. Yeah. At some time we need it. We do need to wrap up, but, uh, got any good one that we can end on? We'll we'll end on this one. This was, this was one of my, one of the ones I liked. Mm -hmm. Um, it says, this is by Oso. Oso? Oso? I would say Oso. Oso, yeah. He says, you become more divine as you become more creative. All the religions of the world have said that God is the creator. I don't know whether he is the creator or not, but one thing I know, the more creative you become, the more godly you become. When your creativity comes to a climax, when your whole life becomes creative, you live in God. So he must be the creator because people who have been creative have been closest to him. Love what you do. Be meditative while you are doing it, whatsoever it is. Mm. I like that. It got a little wordy, but I like the concept. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that it's an expression of divinity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're doing something beneficial for the world and making something Something uh, like God. Mm-hmm. Not to be too blasphemous, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that is kind of a nice feeling to feel like one of the things, you have that. Yeah, no, go ahead. One of the things I was thinking um, was because I think it's true. Like, there's something about connecting with God 
that encourages us to be creative because we recognize God as a creative being. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of how like, it might be that if we were, if we are able to be creative and do it from that place of like, just trying to enjoy what we are doing and love what we are doing and kind of fight Mm -hmm. back against the drudgery of things. And we can recognize creativity as just the act of making something that we love then it's maybe a way of connecting with God if we recognize ourselves as his creation. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he created us just because he loves making us as humans, you know, like Mm -hmm. his creativity isn't there in order to impress someone or, you know, like he's not, he doesn't have some kind of an agenda. He's, he created purely for the joy of creation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we can recognize that same joy of creation in us, it might help us to better understand that we are loved by God and that we can love others as his Mm -hmm. creation. And, you know, it's just kind of a, I don't know if I'm being very clear about this, but that was, that was my, my thought that like, there's a connection between a creative God and a loving God. Mm -hmm. And there can be a connection between a love of life for us and mm-hmm. creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That reminds me a little bit of Gaudi, the artist Gaudi, who basically just like made all those buildings and stuff in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. uh, when yeah. I was there, I did, like, I went to a few of those places and he definitely had a huge inspiration where like everything he was making, he was making either from being inspired by the earth which he thought was, you know, obviously created by God. And then also creating in order to please God and be like, look, I'm using inspiration from things you made to say like, thank you. So he's Mm -hmm. got um, that cathedral that's still being built, even though Gaudi passed away a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But he put all the plans in place for it so that it would be, you know, this complete masterpiece that he could say was his life's work, you know. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I've been told um, that the first person to ever have like the Holy Spirit in the Bible was someone who created, was a creator. And I found it. It's in Exodus 31. And it's, um, it says, it is a person named Bezalel. Yeah, <laughs> the son of Yuri. Um, it says, and I have filled him with the spirit of God and wisdom and an understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in Ooh. cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Yeah. Hmm. Just... Apparently, the first cool. time it's ever been, it was ever like written. The down Holy Spirit, like a muse. Spirit, yes. Mm-hmm. So is this like when they were building the temple or something, or the possibly this is an or Exodus. the Ark of the Covenant, maybe uh, Ark of yeah, I think it was. Ark, he was Ark like the, the one covenant. that was supposed to the, the mm-hmm. craft man who was supposed to do yes, do I the thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The craft yes. man working with that gold and silver. <laughs> yes, they were no, building I the like tabernacle that. and the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That is interesting. It does mm-hmm. seem a lot like the muses from yeah. 
ancient Greece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Coming into somebody and being like, let's spirit. make something beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, I think it's just come full stuff. circle right there. Yeah, yeah. we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good time to transition into um, what we're going to be working on for the next month or so before we do our next podcast. Do you guys have any plans for creative projects coming up? Well, I, nope. I will. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Um, I will have my house to work on for, you know years probably so <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm I've been trying to focus a little bit on my living room lately since it's like the main space that you see when you come into the house and I feel like if I can get the living room right that'll kind of set the tone for how I decorate and do things mm-hmm. around the rest of the house so yeah. I've kind of been trying to focus on that lately i haven't gotten very far i've done a few things but hopefully i'll make some more headway with that and i'll probably crochet a few more baby trees (laughs) nice yeah get ready for christmas (laughs) your house is just gonna be littered with tiny little crochet trees (laughs) yes (laughs) um i'm kind of on the same page as you amy um so i have an apartment and it's a mess always always and I mean that's partially just my fault for making it a mess but um I'm actually gonna start I have the day off tomorrow and I bought some stuff at Lowe's today and put Mm -hmm. up some curtains I'm gonna make it look a little bit more like a home in here while I'm still living here and Mm -hmm. try to get it into shape so that my physical space is nice and clear so that my brain can be a little more clear as well and I'm hoping that'll help me out with some creative endeavors yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get this place looking a little bit better and put some more things up on the walls. Uh, and then after I get that done, then I'll probably just be working on some more painting and hopefully some writing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just be working on this painting and my knitting and practicing some piano. All of that. You'll have to play us a concerto. Oh, my. Time. <laughs> oh my, I'm not to that level. <laughs> I can, you push, should, you should can just, play a couple bars of a song, probably. <laughs> you should just write a very simple song and call it concerto. Concerto? I could yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. I could do that for sure. All right. So it sounds like we got some things to work on. Um, we've got our Instagram. So mm-hmm. we will be posting. We. Um, we each try to post once a week on there. So we've got a few posts every week and we're, we have been sharing some of our projects past month or so, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to do that. So for anybody listening to this, you should follow us. Yes. The Coos Collective. Collective. Coos Collective mm-hmm. on Insta. All right. So that's about all we've got for this week. Uh, Join us next month when we discuss the fears and blocks that get in the way of practicing creativity. Thank you for listening, everyone. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.